Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me today down the King Pass Stadium is James, the Sharp End Sharp. Hello. And we've just uh, sat through Claude Puel's press conference to preview the FA Cup fifth round tie with Sheffield United here on Friday night. Uh, first of all, James, um, I'll just kick off with the, an offer of free beer. Yep. In the usual styley, if you want to head over to um, beer52.com and use the tagline Leicester to register, you can order eight beers from around the, the world free of charge. All you've got to do is pay the postage and packing. Now then, yes. the team news ahead of uh, Sheffield United, the visit of the Blades on Friday night, and there's some a welcome return. There is, yes. So Wes Morgan, the city captain, could be set for a return to at least well, the squad, he says. So he, Wes has been out since New Year's Day where he limped off with a hamstring injury. Um, since then, he's progressed pretty well, Puella said, over recent weeks. He's been training with the squad for the last week, and he confirmed in his press conference today that Wes should perhaps be back in the squad. Whether he'll start or not, we're not sure, but he should be within the squad. And that's really good news, isn't it, for a player of, of Wes's stature and experience and know-how really well he hasn't featured since pulling his hamstring against Huddersfield on yeah. New Year's Day so they've been out him for a while and I know he's that's not played a 23 game yet no he hasn't so whether he'd actually start remains to be seen I, I, think, I think probably not but um, I know Leicester City were thinking they were going to have to uh, get involved in the transfer window to bolster their defensive options but I think the form of uh, Alexander Dragovic the uh, player that's on loan from uh, Bayer Leverkusen in Germany, the Austrian international has really um, made City reevaluate that, and uh, I think Wes is going to struggle to get back into the side at the moment. The way Dragovic is playing, I know we're talking on the back of a five-one drubbing at Man City, but I thought Dragovic played actually quite well in there. Yeah, I think ironically, I think you you try and you you you'd, you'd analyse everything and you try and take out that Man City game because a number of things: Man City being brilliant, Leicester having an off day. All that combined for it to be quite a messy performance. But apart from that, you'd say uh, Dragovic has performed really well. I know when he first joined on loan, a few people were saying, yeah, but he, he hadn't been in great form for Bayer Leverkusen at the end of the season before. So, bear, don't make any judgments just yet. But he's come in and he's settled in well, I think. And he's looked solid and he seems to have cut out those rash kind of going to ground quite early that he showed at the beginning when he first started playing and he's forming a, a pretty decent understanding with Harry Maguire and centre-back player is always the relationship is always important between the two and they look like they're, they're performing well so he Wes will have a, a, a job getting back into that side but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens in the summer with Dragovic, whether City try and make that move permanent. So there know, is an option, isn't there? I know that, uh, yeah, and I know there's fans are quite um, keen for that to happen as well, but um, we'll have to see a bit later, not further down the road. Now, in other team news, there is still one absentee, isn't there? Yes, so Shinji 
was ruled out last week because of a kick to his knee that was picked up either during or following the draw against Swansea. So he remains out, which leaves Leicester with only two fit centre-forwards in Jamie Vardy and Kelechi Iheanacho. So will Club well have to play Vardy? We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, Shinji's out. Hopefully not for too long. Yeah, we think this might be the last one. He might be yeah. back next week, but uh, we'll wait and see. Now, Riyad Mahrez. Now, we're talking about forward options for Puel. Uh, Mahrez has returned from his exile from the club, his 10-day exile, uh, last Friday. And he was involved, came on as a sub at Manchester City. Now, he needs to start a game, doesn't he? He hasn't started for a while, by his own um, hand, admittedly. But... Uh, yeah, perhaps uh, perhaps this is the game to throw him in. I know he hasn't um, featured in the FA Cup games up to date, has he? Um, no. So for him, perhaps he's going to get a start this time. But I, th- I think he probably will. Paul wouldn't say he made a, a point of saying, I'm not going to tell you what my starting lineup is, but did hint that Mares would, even though he's missed a whole week of training, he said that Mares would be fit enough to start the game. And I would expect that he probably would. Joining along the signs, alongside the fact that Pollard said that he was going to name a strong team to play Sheffield United, I think he probably will start, and it will be good, I think, to see him start. And I imagine that the fans will give him a good reaction. The, the fans that went to Man City gave him a good reaction. He might get a few kind of jokey, banterish. Mm-hmm. Um, chance from the Leicester fans but I think in general there'll be a positive reaction yeah I mean it's, I think it's um, the end of the saga now and uh, Puel said in there as well that uh, everybody just wants to put that behind them now and move on and uh, I know he's had a whole week training with his teammates now they did all the talking last week and the, you know the clear the air talks that's all done and dusted if he can just settle down knuckle down and he did say he thinks he could come back even better than he was before yeah he was asked wasn't he he was asked how, how Morris has been getting on in training has he been as good as he was before his uh, absence and Puel said he's been better whether that's because he needs to prove himself um, to the squad and we know the majority of the squad are relatively happy with him but I'm sure there are some there who feel that Morris has a bit of a point to prove after going on leave for a little while and I think he probably does doesn't he Morris needs to show his teammates and the the club and the fans that while he might have wanted to join another club, he is at this club to the end of the season and needs to put a shift in and needs to step it up. And if if what Paul says is true, then he has done that. Well, Paul was asked as well about uh, it being Valentine's Day today. Had Riyad Mahrez still uh, had the love of Leicester City? Uh, a bit cheesy, but he got a, a wry smile out of him, didn't he? Got a uh, close to the knuckle line with a, a young female reporter. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he said that he hoped she and husband had a nice Valentine's Day. <laughs> and I, I think uh, then he tried to think about how best to answer the question regarding Riyadh and managed to muster something along the lines of yes, he still loves the club and loves, loves his teammates and needs to be back and all that kind of stuff. But he's here now, and Claude keeps saying that he loves playing football. And he's back playing football. So, as far as Claude is concerned, for now the saga is over. Well, what about um, two other players who would be desperate to uh, feature against Sheffield United for very different reasons? Yeah. Harry Maguire, because it's his former club and uh, the club he claims yeah. that he supports. 
Uh, although Jamie Vardy, who is from the other side of the Sheffield, the Steel City, uh, he wants to face the, the Blades for a very different reason. He's a Wednesday fan. Yeah, Jamie is a very, very staunch owl, isn't yeah. he? Um, his, his boyhood club, who he played for as a kid um, before getting released, still a very strong Sheffield Wednesday fan. Harry Maguire, of course, a former Sheffield United player, and when put to Jamie at his press conference the other week about Maguire being a Sheffield United fan, Vardy was having none of it and said, that's not true. Maguire tries to fudge the gap. He said he grew up as a... He claims, Vardy claims, that Maguire grew up a man, uh, Sheffield Wednesday fan, but then once he played for Sheffield United, had to kind of skew his um, allegiances and now claims to support both, which Vardy says is not allowed in Sheffield. <laughs> well, it certainly isn't. No, of course it's not. And But the, Claude said that there's been a little bit of... Tension, a bit of tension in training, and the two of them. He says it's, he says it's difficult for me to manage because Harry is blades and Jamie is Al. So there's a little bit of um, a little bit of head to head going on. Yeah, there. a bit of niggling in, yeah. uh, in training. It's all good stuff. If you're Vardy, though, you'd love to have a pop of them, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. You want to score? You want to knock them out of the FA Cup, wouldn't you? Yeah, keep your goal scoring run up, knock your bitter rivals out out of the FA Cup. Plus, as well, I think there's a, a, a serious point that you keep Vardy in the side because he's in fantastic form. He's uh, he hasn't got a midweek game to worry about. He scored in his last four Premier League games. Mm. Um, he's in a great run of form. You, you, you keep going with him, don't you? Yeah, I think everything points towards that. Like, his form, the fact that we're now getting to a, a win, gets us into the quarterfinals of the of the FA Cup, a cup they've never won before. So that is another reason to put out a strong team. The fact that Sheffield went, uh, Sheffield United and Vardy wouldn't love to score against them, and also the fact that Leicester have only got two fit central strikers in him and Kletchi and Acho. So all that points towards Vardy starting on Friday night and I think it'd be great well Pearl's been quick to stress that uh, City needs to show um, some respect to Sheffield United not underestimate them he's a judging by what he was saying in there he's a big fan of what he's seen of them he talks about their their spirit their quality their ability to battle he's warning his side they're going to be in for a tough task yeah I think you Leicester we played them Leicester played them earlier on in the season the very start of the season in the Carabao Cup and won relatively convincingly and that was up before Wells' time but he made the point that Sheffield United are a different team now that they you as a team he says you grow over the season and the team that Leicester will play on Friday will not be the same team in terms of spirit and character and ability and growth as the one they played at the beginning and he sounds a fan of what of what they're managing to achieve in the championship where they're, they're, they're punching a, you would say above their weight run well good club good players Big club, big yeah, club. he is. A, he is a big club, and don't tell Vance that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it will be tough. And we said it on the previous podcast. You'd rather get Sheffield United than the likes of Man City and, and Man United at this stage. But it's a game that Leicester can't take for granted. To call it a cliche, well, the fans certainly won't be taking it for granted because um, they're desperate for City to do well in this competition this season. There's a genuine feeling that City could have a good opportunity this year to go on and at least reach the uh, FA Cup semi-finals and possibly the final. I mean, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? After everything they've achieved in the last few years, the FA Cup has always been that elusive um, trophy and uh, if they've got a chance to uh, to go on and win it, they've got to take it. Yeah, there's a, 
there's a, a feeling about it this year. Every year, as Leicester fans, we get excited about the FA Cup because it's the one that's always eluded the club. But in previous years, you've had there's been other fronts that have been more important, really. So you Leicester have been pushing for promotion. They've been fighting relegation. They've been pushing to win the title. They've had Champions League as well as relegation battles in other seasons. This is the this is the first season for a while where Leicester's league position is safe and while there is also the look of battling for seventh which Claude said in his press conference is still very important to them is to to try and finish in seventh place this is the first year where the squad is also seems big enough to be able to battle across to across those fronts with equal um kind of wallop to use it to word and the draws been kind so all those kind of things point towards excitement surrounding the cup because it feels like Leicester have got depth of squad and the chance to have a real go at this and if they get through this round another positive draw and you're looking at it's a potential semi-finals at Wembley and who knows what else uh, it's been a difficult couple of weeks for City culminating in that drubbing at the hands of yeah. the champions elect uh, Manchester City and uh, you know they've, they've, what they did to Basel in the Champions League just shows that what form they're in so um, but you feel there could be a backlash from City against the, the Blades uh, they want to prove what the, the good side they are and put that right I think so and non, from no one more so than Mares for other reasons than getting drubbed at Man City but yeah I think so and Leicester players have spoken about this in previous after previous poor defeats it's always a good opportunity to refocus and give yourself a kick up the backside which I think that will have done even though it was against a team of such quality so there are are players in there who have got a point to prove and should see this as an opportunity to do so and you would hope they will do with it being an evening game on Friday night it's going to be a great atmosphere yeah, as well, is it? and the FA Cup's going to it, it, there is something special about it when you get towards the, the, the final rounds of the, the competition when people can you know start dreaming of uh, walking down Wembley Way it, it does create a bit of magic doesn't it well, you're getting, getting I am simply yeah. feeling yeah I'm getting I'm goosebumps feeling, yeah. already thinking about it yeah Friday night under the lights thinking of a chance of another of a step in the next round of the FA Cup and who you might be able to draw Oh, all these things put together with the return of um, with Mares and, and all these kind of things, it all points towards what oh, should be a really great atmosphere and I, for one, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm of a generation where the FA Cup final was um, the only live football you saw on the telly, really. And then it, like in the late 80s, he started getting the big match live and a few other games. And certainly the FA Cup started to be televised. But there was something special about it because it, because it was such a unique game. Um, the whole nation could watch it and join in. It's sort of lost that, though, hasn't it, now? When, we, when you turn on the telly and every night there's a game now and there's 24-hour day football... Um, it's sort of lost a little bit of its luster, especially with the younger generation. Yeah, a little bit, I think. Um, I mean, I remember that the season when Leicester were going for the title, I remember I interviewed uh, a few of the players from the Ice Kings team of the 60s that were in the same position, they were top of the table with five games to go um, and let it slip. And I remember speaking to those players and a lot of them, a couple of them I spoke to, couldn't remember the fact that they were, five, that they were top with five games to go. All they could remember was the fact that they got to an FA Cup final and lost the FA Cup final. It was almost as though having the chance of winning the league, so they said to me, was almost 
a second of secondary importance. Even a club like Leicester to be second, fifth, well, either yeah, to the top with five games to go. Even though that was such a huge achievement for a team like Leicester, their big focus and the thing that really, in hindsight, upsets them and disappoints them was the fact that they got to their pick-up final and didn't win it. That shows just shows how important that competition was to the players of that era than it than it would be now. And I think fans see that feel the same a little bit. I know clubs feel the same because of all the money in the Premier League. But I think with Leicester fans, it's slightly different because they've got so close so often and so many times and fallen short that this feels like the elusive competition that Leicester really want to win. I think side covered City, I think the closest they came was when they had that good cup run when Nigel returned to the uh, the club and they took on Chelsea in the quarterfinals. But that Oh the Torres hat trick. That, yeah, that's about that's about it. That's that's all the experience I mean they reached the um, yeah. round five and lost to Aston Villa, didn't they, this season the great escape. Yeah, that feels like that game felt like a real missed opportunity and I know Nige got a lot of stick from fans about that because that was a really that was a really poor Villa side who looked really there for the taking and Leicester put out a bit of a if I can remember correctly a bit of a half kind of strong side and Leicester lost and that felt like a real chance missed um, but his priority was keeping the club in the division was, that yeah, day exactly and now well, doesn't have that. There's no distraction. Exactly, and yeah, I remember that. I also remember remember the Chelsea games. I remember, I remember I was in the away end for that game. And Torres scored. Torres, Torres couldn't score for Toffee, could he? And then he no. score a hat trick, something like that. Uh, ben Marshall scored an absolute, absolute scream. I think. Yes, uh, that was a good cup run. That was I remember going to Norwich as well in that cup run, and that, that was yeah, a, that was a good Premier League side, yeah. weren't they? And City knocked them out, and that was um, it was a, it was a good run. So obviously they're going to be tougher challenges ahead. We we expect if they get through this one. Yeah. I know there's not um, I know there's not as much of a romance about the FA Cup, but we see we see so many Premier League games, and I know it's maybe sound like we're taking it for granted that Leicester are in the top division after so long. But you see so many of them that sometimes you forget, like you forget the odd game and you you can't remember who scored and you can't remember. they all kind of blend in with a, with one another apart from real standout ones. Look at the FA Cup runs of previous years, and they're the ones that they do stay in the memory. They do like you remember that the the Aston Villa defeat, and you remember that Chelsea game. You I remember mean, the Norwich game. You remember the, you that know, Villa. The, I remember it through Cromwell's towering header. Those games still they remain in your memory a little bit more than just your run-of-the-mill Premier League game that you see every week. And I know that makes you sound like you're not appreciating the fact that Leicester are finally back in the top division. But there is still something about the FA Cup run and that, kind of the, the glamour that it has, and you still re- you still remember them. And, and hopefully Leicester are going to have a few more this season. Well, yeah, let's hope Friday night is another one of those memorable nights that we'll uh, never forget, and uh, it will be another step along the way. To Wembley Way. Now check back on the Mercury website. We've got all the stories and all the build-up to the big game on Friday night. And James will be there. We'll have a live blog running on Friday night as well. Um, so join us then. Don't forget beer52.com. Cheers. <laughs>